hell. Hello and welcome to the kids' table. This is Matthew speaking. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, 1998's The Parent Trap, starring, uh, introducing, Lindsay Lohan. Um, and here is the summary. Walt Disney's The Parent Trap tells the tale of identical twin sisters separated shortly after birth by the breakup of their parents. Unaware of each other's existence, the girls coincidentally meet at summer camp in Maine. Eager to meet their respective parents, the girls devise a scheme to switch places and ultimately reunite their mom and dad. Shut up, man. Um, it's fine. Um, do you want to introduce yourself since you did the intro and start? Wh- what do you mean? I want you to take a leadership role. Okay. So what do I? <laughs> Damn. So what do I do? Say <laughs> hello and welcome to right, right, our right. show. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the kids' table. This is Matt. And I'm Kendra. And uh, joining us today is the the lovely the <laughs> the rapier wit. <laughs> The 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 queen of magma hot takes on Ooh. popular films, and uh, can I say GQ mm-hmm. writer? Yeah, uh, Ashley Fetters. Hi, thanks for having me, you guys. Of course, thanks for being here. I don't know if I can really live up to uh, Matt's introduction of me, but I'll do my best. I don't like doing the intros because I I put on this like uh, this like huckstery sort of like <laughs> t- like tent like circus. Yeah, you really were like, Yeah. <laughs> The circus is closing down. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is. It's going okay. out of business. Um, I think, has anyone right off the top, I think my greatest sin for this movie is I haven't seen the 1960s version. Has anyone? Yeah, with Haley Mills. I saw it when I, a lot when I was younger. When I was a little kid, yeah, I watched it. I feel like it was on the Disney Channel sometimes, right? It was. I, I remember taking it out from the library along with like the shaggy dog. Oh, wow. What yeah. a little feature that is. Yeah, my mom, that was the only thing my mom would, like, let me rent. <laughs> oh, wow. So do you guys know how how analogous it is to the new one that was made 37 years later? I think it's pretty It's pretty similar. close. Yeah, they beat a camp, right? In that yeah. original one? Yep. Yeah. And then they, you know. There's just no musical number in this one, which is surprising given that oh. Lohan is a Disney kid. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, they, they, like kind of did the one second callback where she sort of hums the song on the way to the elevator in the hotel in that one scene, but that's really the only... Wait, what is the musical number? Let's Get Together. Let's Get Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you do a little... <laughs> I don't know what this is. <laughs> um... Let's Get Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the other words other than that. <laughs> I don't know how combine. Oh, okay. And they're like, they're playing like a guitar and like yeah. doing a little synchronized twin dance. Mm-hmm. Aw. Yeah. So, okay, so that, okay, so, cool. I just wanted to know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then, my, right off the top, my biggest gripe with this movie is just, like, how is it not completely child abuse and cruelty... Oh, I agree. ...to separate twins, just because you can't, like, deal with, it's, like, weird to, like, be together. I mean, I agree. I think that what we do have to consider is that we're only thinking that's weird because it's two people from a first world country rather than like twins who are being adopted from China or Korea and we do that to those twins all the time. We do? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, adoption is not a kind world. But are they 
So parents, like, give away their kids is what you're saying. Yeah, like, an adoption agent, I'm, like, orphanages will just split twins up, like, regardless. Mm. This happens a lot. Like, in fact, actually, two ten-year-olds... But these kids aren't orphans. Yeah, but, like, I'm just saying that this is... We are only saying that it's, like, cruel to split them apart because we're watching it in the context of, like... It's only shocking to us because, like, it's not a reality for, <laughs> for yeah. us to do Are you saying my pampered view of a movie about <laughs> obscenely rich people... <laughs> Oh my god, these people are so upsettingly rich. There's, everyone is so rich in this. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's like something I really don't think I put together when I watched this as a kid, is just how obscenely wealthy everyone is in this movie. So you guys are just cool. You guys are just, like, it's just cool. You guys just brush off the fact that, like, two, oh, no, no, no. two it's, it's super very... well-off non-third world parents. Uh, <laughs> no, just... it's very bad. Yeah, no, it's, I'm not, that's the thing. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that, like... We're only so shocked by it because it's two super wealthy, like, first world parents. And right. it seems and doubly bad because they could certainly, like, afford to keep their family right. together. Right. Their reason is bad. Yeah. Neither yes. of these people need a child support. Right. Their reasoning is selfish and silly. Yeah. I actually, like, one of the things that I was thinking by the end of this... Uh, put me off really quickly to the movie. Oh. I was like, what is happening? Well, one of the things I was, like, thinking by the end of the movie was, like, there are not nearly enough psychological scars, like, that had been explored here. It's, yeah, it's true. I, the the adult version of the parent trap, like the the told from the grown ups perspective, would be a, entirely different, and I think very interesting film. <laughs> I, I would watch that watch movie. Yeah, yeah. that would have been. Would too. That would awesome. not be we a got divorced, We each got one kid. Here's our story. <laughs> yes, and then okay. So sorry, I'm, you guys are more the resident expert than me. So my next question is. Um, did you guys, like, did the timeline make sense to you as well in terms of how it relates to the decision they made to then split up and keep each keep a kid as if they were King Solomon or something? <laughs> yeah, there is something really biblical about it, right? Like, here, we're going to yeah. split up. They make, yeah. okay, sorry. We'll talk about the movie's plot mm-hmm. so soon. Sure. But, like, they make a huge point of saying 11, mo- 11 years, 9 months. Right. So mm-hmm. you're like, the 9 months of... Human, and both human gestation, and yeah. then they're both about to turn or both 12. 12, yes. Which means that um, their mom had them, yeah. right? And then she threw a and then she just dryer. gave one to her husband was, after it came out of her, and yeah, then they right. just split ways. Um, but they were also married, according to them. Yeah, how they were definitely married. So they, they were married, married for like ship. nine months. Yeah, they married wow. each other. They got they eloped on the boat, got pregnant. As she was delivering children, she gave one to her husband, who at that point, nine months later, she couldn't deal with for reasons that weren't clear also. This is a Kardashian storyline. And you wonder how much of those, how many of those decisions were, like, based on fights that were probably influenced by, like, pregnancy hormones and, like, postpartum (laughs) hormones. Right. There was nothing, there was no equilibrium, like, of normal interaction, probably, or, like, there was no um, period of them being, like, normal with each other. (laughs) And the obvious, like, implication that they were, like, irresponsibly, like, having sex without protection on a night of passion (laughs) and, like, tried to make it work and he made it through the pregnancies, but when they like <laughs> breached her vagina, he was like, "I can't I'm do it. Out. Can't do it anymore." And in classic rich first world issues, they just sort of like abdicated all responsibility oh, because God. they had nannies and shit. She yeah. did say that they did say that she left and he didn't follow her. Mm. Right. So it's not it's not that he left. She was like, "Okay, I'm leaving you with a baby." See well, ya. Dennis Quaid did seem orders of magnitude dumber than she was. <laughs> Right? Yes. I mean, he yes. did own his own. He owned and successfully operated his own small business. Mm-hmm. And he had that sort of like Harrison Ford rakish grin. He was very 
very dashing in this movie. Yeah, I've never dashing in this movie. I've never felt that way about Dennis Quaid before. No, yeah, but he this wore... might be his sexiest role, which oh. is a weird, a weird stat. Yeah, <laughs> right though. His hair was tousled in just the right yeah. way. Yeah, he had like a, he would sometimes be like a sort of cowboy. He's mm-hmm. just sloppy enough. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell and yes. I mean, he owns a very nice home. That too. That too. Okay. Yeah. Well, m- um, my first, I think the the movie opens right with uh, a montage of them and their night of passion on the boat and the marriage. The Queen Elizabeth yeah. too. A Cunard ship. Yes. <laughs> the one that goes from New York to, right? Yeah, I think it goes London to New York. London, and back. New York. Yeah. Um, which that was lovely. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like, yeah, it's really pretty, and like the the Nat King Cole soundtrack is yeah. just very. It's elegant. Yeah, yeah. There's just a lot of shots of like champagne and wine being poured into flutes and like yeah. fireworks. It really sets a nice tone, and yeah. I think the soundtrack work in this film is actually terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first album I rem- or the first CD I could remember buying for myself. Yeah, and really, I no regrets about it. I still listen to it sometimes. And I'm like, I nailed it when I was nine. <laughs> it's really good. It's, it's really great. yeah. I don't know who did it, but um, I mean, I think Nancy Myers maybe is generally have like a tradition of good soundtracks, which I'll look up while we continue mm-hmm. to talk. But sure. Ashley, I feel like um. There's just enough like Motown and stuff in here to make me wonder. And Nancy Myers is such a looming figure in like the rom com field. Mm-hmm. Like, how much of a sort of mind bomb did she put into like a generation of young girls like who are now in their twenties and thirties oh. who like fucking love Motown in a way that Absolutely. is like more like lizard brain than yeah. an actual <laughs> it's like just, it's scholarship. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. I remember I looked this up a couple, I guess it was a year ago. Uh, I found that on Spotify, if you look at the top most popular Beatles tracks, Here Comes the Sun is the most popular Beatles track on Spotify. And I don't think that is divorced from the fact that it's you in know. the parent trap at Mm-mm. this very tender moment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I have such fond memories of that song because of that movie and that soundtrack. They're like, it's one of my favorite Beatles songs that, you know, and if you look at the clientele who uses Spotify, it's like people of our age <laughs> who may have like familiarized themselves with that song through this movie. And it's sort of like, I, yeah, I, I think those are probably not, not unrelated. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I would say that like her aesthetic definitely shaped what I thought my life was supposed to look like. Right. Mm-hmm. Like from a young age. Like I remember seeing Father of the Bride and then The Parent Trap and like all of these movies, are, they're just so lavish. Everything oh is so so lavish. If that yeah, that's definitely a recipe for tragedy. If that's like your benchmark. Yeah, and just to like since we're gonna talk, she's the director, co-director of this movie. Oh, Charles Shire, is that right? Yeah, and so she directed The Parent Trap was her first movie, and then she did What Women Want, um, which was that Mel Gibson movie that I think is now looked back rules. on as questionable. <laughs> it's definitely not feminist in any way. No. Yeah, it's um, a little interesting. And then she did Something's Gotta Give, The Holiday, It's Complicated, and The Intern. Just a little background as to who we're dealing with here. A fucking titan. She crushes yeah. it every no, she's, time. No, she's great. She, yeah. I Just also speaking of that, Here Comes the Sun, I just wrote that I was weirded out by its use. <laughs> <laughs> I know you liked it, but like it was largely her, Wait, Lindsay what, Lohan. What is it exactly that they use it for? She, Lindsay Lohan is like in England for the first time, the American one. Yeah. When she's switching. And uh, 
she's like walking through her mom's beautiful London, like Kensington Garden home or whatever, and she's just like fingering jewels, yeah, and just like <laughs> touching fine fabrics. It's, a pearl necklace it's very and, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm, my, you know, in the, I don't mean to keep bringing like shitty like anti-capitalist <laughs> sentiments in these movies, but like everything's like super like. Because it's lavish, it's like a materialist kind of thing. But that, like, sort of walking through and touching things, like, it has been, no, it's been pointed out to me. Like, I was, mm-hmm. I remember I was walking through an anthropology with a friend um, in LA a few months ago, and we were just having a conversation. We happened to be talking about boys, and I was, like, walking through the racks, just kind of, like, leisurely touching things, like, <laughs> sure. acting like I was looking, but I wasn't really going to try anything on. He's like, I feel like we're in a romantic comedy right now. <laughs> and I was like, yes, this these would be the shots. These are are the shots yeah. that's yeah. what you see I mean if you're rich enough your 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 living situation should be very tactile you know like oh <laughs> like that's the aspiration yes <laughs> I like, like that you you encase yourself in finery I mean, and you just I'm touch it internalize that mm, for yeah my first apartment by myself in 25 years oh my god <laughs> Kendra's gonna descend like a spider queen from like a loom of jewels <laughs> and necklaces um all right, but we should start from the beginning. Well, we have. I mean, they're Isn't on the ship. King Cole. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. Right. Now we're at, and right after that, they go to camp. Right. Yes. Like it cuts to you know nineteen eighty eight. Here we are at yeah. camp. What, what Walden, is it? I believe. Camp Walden. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. yes, that's right. I think it's a Walden. Uh, Very literary. Ralph Very. Walden. Walden. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph Walden Emerson. No, 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 no. No, no. Uh, no it was uh, Henry David Thoreau wrote Walden. Right. right. Never mind. There it is. Ooh, boy. Close enough. Close enough. Ooh, um, high school. Tichuba or? Okay, I know that one. That's the Crucible. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. That's the Scarlet Letter. I know those. Yeah. Um, what I love about this scene at camp is like they have just that opening shot of a person like trying of a kid who's like really upset that they can't get service on their cell phone. They're like, I get no signal up here. Yeah. And I think that's it's so funny just because in 1988 that would have been a perfect like shorthand for like oh my god look spoiled kids yeah, yeah. Or, like here's one spoiled kid who ended up at camp right whereas like that's what every kid arriving at camp <laughs> oh would look god. like now right in 2017 it'd be sort of like oh yeah every kid here is like shit I have no signal yeah <laughs> like can I borrow your like 4G booster thing <laughs> right did either yeah. of you get to go to sleep away camp like that no I didn't I went uh, I went to a camp like that actually for okay. one summer I went just for a month it was um, it was a uh, center for the arts in Michigan Next to a lake. Oh, no. oh, I know that one. Yeah, interlocking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. I went there when I was, uh, I think I was twelve. Okay. Um, yeah, it's always uh, been a. Cu- I had a friend who would go up to Maine for some camp, and it was always a very curious experience for me. Yeah, no kidding. Like I had seen this movie so many times as a kid that when I went to Interlochen, I remember being like, "Oh, this is gonna be my my parent trap moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is my parent trap summer." Did you find your twin? Did I find my twin? I, I well, <laughs> I did not, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, one of the camp counselors was uh, Janice from Friends. I, that means nothing to me. Was that her? Yeah. Oh my oh God. Ping a ling. Yeah. She. She. She's the like one who like. Marvin Junior. Yeah. Yes. Did you have? Is is that made known in the movie itself? Or I had closed captioning, so I knew it was Marva Junior. They okay. They say it's her I, daughter, right? They say it's her daughter, like right in there. Oh, that okay. introductory scene, Marva Senior. I'm assuming. Yes. She's yes. like standing on like a. 
she has a megaphone and she's yelling and she's like, and my daughter, Marva Junior. Oh, okay. So they do establish that. They do yeah. establish it. It's very, it's very faint. Um, yeah. And they don't, they don't, they don't do it in their like frantic ADR work post production. Right. It's very subtle though. Like I missed it probably the first twenty times I saw this movie. Yeah. Um, two of my like introductory thoughts to the summer camp scene was first the. What the little girl that they definitely decided to code it code as lesbian, uh, who was doing all the heavy lifting. Oh, that's mm. my kind of woman. Yeah, yes. yeah. I did. I did get those vibes where I was like, "What kind of kind of movie? What kind of like subplot might be happening in this camp?" There was none. I mean, there it's, a, it's a Disney movie. Yeah. Um. And then my next thought was, who sends their child across an ocean for summer camp? You know, when I was when I was at Interlochen, there were a couple of girls that were like there was two sisters from England, and I remember their parents sent them, and they had sent them the year before, and they would come by our cabin, and everyone was like so infatuated with these girls because they were from England that they would that they'd come by and would be like, "Can you say it again?" They'd be like, "Can you say it again?" And they'd be like, "All right, fine, what's a bottle?" <laughs> Just that is a distinctly water bottle of nail varnish. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I like even that. Amazing. Water bottle. Water bottle. <laughs> but it is true. Like, how fucking sweet is this camp? If you're getting, uh, you're getting someone from another country, and then you're also getting someone three thousand miles away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the logistics of those twins meeting in that particular camp because it's so awesome. <sighs> it seems. I mean, they are both fabulously wealthy, but it just seems like you could have found a camp closer to home. I guess, you know, it takes a lot more. It's a long movie, and somehow, even though the logistics should be more complicated, like, it felt like it took a lot less to get, like, Michael Jordan into Looney Tunes there. (laughs) (laughs) Than it does for, like... Didn't even take animation to get this. No. No. He just had to pass a membrane or something. I, um, I will say that I do... I used to do, um financial aid for families at private schools and we had one family once who was applying for financial aid and we looked at their budget and they had noted that they were spending twenty thousand dollars to go to france for the summer and we were like the hell do you need financial aid for like you're spending twenty thousand dollars to go to france and they came back and said to us well it's cheaper to go to france because summer camps are cheaper there Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, well. So, you know, wow. maybe uh, Maine was cheaper than the summer camps in London. Yes, so. <laughs> I mean, it was, like we like to say, it was it was still the Clinton years, eh? So. Yeah, yeah. The Clinton, years. So. the Clinton years are something that uh, we like to talk about, like we had some authority on them. <laughs> but this movie clearly, like, came out of, like, when people were just really, like, feeling it. Yeah. Like, they, everyone was very happy. Yeah, the yeah. tech and the housing bubbles, I feel like, were just oh, still rising. <laughs> Fucking ex- just and a, a vineyard, vineyard owners and wedding dresses yeah. were just really well, thriving. This was like peak Vera Wang, right? Weren't you like I kidding? So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Peak Vera Wang. Peak yeah. Vera Wang. Can't speak on that, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, take our word for that. One. Yeah. So um, they're at the camp and right. they hate each other at first. Obviously. Yeah. Because you've got the brash American and you've got the prim and proper, but with some. Pretty cool talents, sort mm-hmm. of British one. Mm-hmm. And they don't freak out that they look the same. They don't figure that out. Well, they figure that out during what I think is one of the best scenes of the movie. When they're the both fencing locked. scene. So well shot. That's when I, I first was I like, oh, it. this movie's production values are pretty high. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an action. It's like Errol Flynn. When I was yeah. watching this, I, well, I 
I was thinking there are two separate movies or like separate like other pro- spin-off projects that I would want to watch. I'd want to watch like the or like read the oral history or like the behind the scenes of how they shot the fencing scene. <laughs> like did they have little girls who were great at fencing? Mm-hmm. Like how did they do that? Like was it small adults who were good yeah. at fencing? Like who, well put, yeah. who, who was doing who was doing this fencing? Like who were the stunt doubles? And also the other like spin-off project that I want to watch is the the spin-off about the boy who ends up at the girls' camp also. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I love that they had like weave that subplot in there, and it he shows up what like twice, like uh, the yeah, beginning and the end of the summer, and he's in the cafeteria at one point, oh, like chilling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mom, yeah. mom, yeah. <laughs> Which Mike wrote, of course, in his fashion. Boy at girl camp could be swimming in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I would watch. I would watch that version of this movie as uh, well. For the for the listeners, who is Mike? Oh, my friend Mike Curran. Okay. Who hopefully will be on someday. Yes. Um, Just so that you're not referencing a phantom person. <laughs> no. Mike also is a fan. I'm the only one who watched this, having only seen the first 30 minutes oh. over and over again on TV. Oh, okay, okay. You were an ABC family viewer of the parent trap. Yeah, I got to the point where they would go, where they left the camp and that would be done. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so they're at the camp. They're hating each other. They discover they look alike um, well, they after look like, they reveal. Yeah, they look identical. It's surprisingly they're, not a big deal. Yeah, they're kind of <laughs> chill about it. Right. Yeah. They have an, an epic-ass sword fight that the camp counselor lets go on for way too long <laughs> and then realize they look alike. Well, I, I think Annie sort of... Annie the British. Yes. The British Lindsay Lohan. They're Annie is the British one, Hallie is the American, American one. one. Yeah. Like, Annie seems to, like, recognize the gravity of the situation, and Hallie just being... Hallie's kind of an asshole. Like, this is where it really establishes to me that Hallie's, like, a real jerk. Yeah. Yeah. This is where Hallie's like, mm, you said that, so I naturally am going to contrarianly disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. well, I don't care what you said, but fuck you. And, like, that seems like her, like, general, <laughs> her general yeah. stance. Yeah, because then she's like, the problem the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. She just is such a... She's an asshole. Um... <laughs> And so Annie's like, wait, this is a huge deal. We look alike. And she's like, mm, I don't really think so. You're kind of ugly. Yeah. 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 So, like, that's her weird, like, I don't understand where that impulse comes from. I think British children are just better behaved. I guess so, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> I do think one of them recognizes the gravity situation. The other is just being a jerk about it. So they end up kind of glossing over it. Right. Yeah. And they set up, they set this up where you know um, Annie comes in. She's British. She's got a British butler named Martin, who's that kind of creepy but uh, kind of lovable, asexual mm-hmm. type of person. Not so asexual, as uh, we will find out. Well, no, he, I mean he smashes at the end, but like <laughs> but he's like, getting it in. Uh huh. He he threads a needle. He walks a fine line. I don't know. Uh, anyway, you figure out from him, he's like, you know, be careful, Miss Annie. Don't, don't fleece any of these these people with your amazing poker abilities. And then, um, and then they cut to a poker game where American Lindsay Lohan <laughs> uh, beats her. Well, first like, she walks in to George Thurgood and the Destroyers. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Which I think should not be ignored. So American. There's just like, like a quick, just like hits of music like throughout the whole mm-hmm. thing. Like they don't use very much of a song, but yeah. they use it. They yeah. use like the intro to that, I think, in a really like plum perfect way. And you know what I love about that scene too is like they have that close up on the, the pile of like stuff that they're betting in the middle of the table. And it's mm-hmm. like 
small bills, coins, nail polish, and scrunchies. Yes. <laughs> it's just a perfect, like, here's how little girls would play poker. Yes. Yeah, it's like equivalents of, like, cigarette, like, Lucy's or something. Yeah, I love it. I think that's such a great touch. Yeah. yeah. It is. That's what I mean. The camp part is super charming and really well done. Mm-hmm. I, my complaint a little bit is that, like, the movie loses a little bit of, like, creative dynamism. Like, after that happens, like, it kind of is like, and now we know what's happening, and, like... Well, I think what ends up happening is, after we leave the camp, the adults kind of, like, take over the movie. Oh, boring. So boring, the adults. The adults in this movie are good. They are adults. Yeah. I think so, too. And I don't think I recognized that when I was a kid so much. Like, Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I would say the same thing that (laughs) (laughs) Or a grown man. Or a grown man. Yeah, no, when I was a kid, like, my favorite part was always the camp part. And then it was just sort of like, oh, here's the lovey-dovey stuff. But, like, you know, as an adult, you watch it and you're like, oh, these are actually well-drawn adult characters in a kid's film, which is remarkable in itself. Even though I, I will admit that until I got to the last 10 minutes of this movie, watching it this time... I thought that was Emma Thompson. No. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing Emma Thompson and being like, oh, that's the mom from The Parent Trap, right? <laughs> they thought they were the same. She looks, Natasha no. Richardson in this movie looks like Emma Thompson in Love Actually. Yes. That's, and so I thought that was. Which is a weird someone, feedback loop because uh, yeah. Liam Neeson is in Love yeah. Actually. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that's what was doing it to me. And they. But she. Uh, someone told me when I was like in middle school or early high school that they were related and I was like, oh yeah, they're sisters. That and would, I believe years, it. For years, I like believed that Emma Thompson and Natasha Richardson were sisters. They're just English. I don't know why yeah. someone told me that. Yeah, just both like English ladies. With feathered, like, short, like. Yeah, like that late 90s. And big eyes. Like beautiful teacher lady hair. Yes. <laughs> oh, daggers in the I back. I definitely had like a, a beautiful young fourth grade teacher who had that haircut. Oh. Yeah, well, no, I mean, she was like a young, Yeah, she was probably on, she was on point for the time. She was on point for the time. I remember thinking she was super cool. It's like the Kate Gosselin and. 2008. Oh, yes. Entirely. That is, like, very much analog to that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up in 90s New Jersey, and I can also attest to the, like, almost mullet sort of, like, thing going on. Yeah. That, like, was yeah, good. Very textury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so, but we're not at the adults yet. I just... Yeah, we're going need to kids. shame myself. Well, um, so, so American Lindsay Lohan, I don't know how to call them. I don't remember what their names are. There's Hallie and Annie, Matt. Come right. On. Hallie gets trounced by Annie in poker, which no one was, ex- uh, which they weren't ex- er, expecting. Other way around. Other way around. Fuck, dude. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Lohan trounces Lindsay Lohan in poker. Ooh, yes. I didn't see that one coming. And they precipitate a massive prank war. Um... Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, which I thought was going to like be a signal for things to come later, and it wasn't really. No. I mean, they really get their pranks out of the way at the camp. Yeah. I didn't realize how quick that how quickly that part is over. Mm-hmm. Um, which like I remember it being such a delight when I was a kid, but uh, yeah, it really is clips along. Yeah. That's what I mean. There's like four movies in this movie. There's I mean, there's only one big prank and it's the one that American The prank is like that seems like just way overboard. Well, <laughs> like, she put your bed on the roof. Ha ha! You you ruined everyone's life. So. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. So the bed on the. I will say like. I mean, more complicated. I don't know how they did that. It's very complicated and analogous to the time that 
on Boy Meets World, someone put Rachel's car in her room. <laughs> well, like, this that's was... a prank that, like, MIT grads do. That's not yeah. a prank that, like, a little kid does. Well, that's the thing. That's why I was, like, thinking about it, and I'm remembering, like, the last time I saw someone move something large was on Boy Meets World, and those were college students. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how yeah. little kids true. got the best... We shouldn't think about it too hard, but, but it was like, questions. It's not yeah. harming anything. Like, once you get the thing down from the roof, everything is probably fine. Like, if you put molasses and chocolate syrup all over some shit, like, <laughs> if I were that person's parent, I'd be like, I'm never sending you to camp again. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm probably <laughs> suing. <laughs> suing, yeah. Yeah, these are rich parents, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, my you little girl, yeah. And even before you get to the lawsuit, by the time those kids wake up, they're, no, seriously, they're in the middle of the woods. They're probably covered in, like, bears. Yeah. 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 They're probably covered in bears. <laughs> <laughs> bears everywhere. Oh, well, that's why the guns are in the school, Matt. <laughs> right. Bring have guns at camp. <laughs> this isn't going to come out until like three weeks later and everyone's going to be like, wow, you're talking about bears and guns. Oh, hey, I mean, okay. Uh, <laughs> Anyhow. So they yeah. get sent to basically solitary, but like with each other. Mm-hmm. The isolation cabin, which, which is, is another sumptuous cabin. Right. <laughs> That they now just get to live in together. And they don't do any activities. No. Yeah, they just get to chill up there by themselves. Like this is like my ideal summer camp. Just like with one other person, be able to just stay in and read books all the time. Right. Yeah. Like that's all basically. Yeah. Look at look at the occasional picture of Leonardo DiCaprio. Like that seems ideal. Like they really hacked summer camp. Like they really hacked the system there. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously they are slammed together to sort of brute force a moment where they see eye to eye and start to learn that they are twins, in fact, Mm -hmm. by slowly realizing and piecing together that they share the same birthday, they have opposite sex divorced parents and uh and then they and the same torn picture the same torn picture eventually in case you weren't really getting it that they then put back together yes mine's torn too right down the middle (laughs) (laughs) that's my dad that's my mom Oh my god! And I, I, can I? Matt's like, having a really hard time with this movie. It looks like I was. I was super bummed out when they said introducing Lindsay Lohan, mm. and then like she was so adorable and such a talent. Well, do you want to wait until the second half to talk yes, about yes, that? Yes, 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 okay. Yes. So like, let's just wrap up quickly. There, they piece the pictures together, and then they decide that they're going to switch households. Yes. For the rest of the summer. Matt. Yeah. They're switching households. Yes. Yes. And so um, to do that, they, sorry guys, it looked, looked like Matt had just like checked out on me for a quick second. Um, but so they're switching households for the rest of the summer. So they decided to cut each other's hair and or cut one's hair. Yeah, they cut the one, they cut Annie's hair. Annie's hair gets cut and then Annie also has to get pierced ears. Yeah, Annie got the run of the deal on that one. Okay. She really did. Can I, something that uh, made me laugh for some reason, maybe it was just because I was drunk, was <laughs> like their big friendship moment is just that um, like one of them closes a window. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, like, I know. It's like wow, this she is. Was, she was drafty. It was drafty. I know, but she was like, oh, my photos, and the, the window was hard to close, and then she's ruined. <laughs> and then all she did was like close the window, and suddenly like they looked at each other anew, and were like, we are human beings together in this cold <laughs> world. Like, Dude, she like ruined all your shit for you. Chocolate syrup all. Yeah, yeah. yeah we should forgive her that easily. They never did address that. Like. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. And like, also, okay. Or any of your pictures ruined? Great. All of my pictures are ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. When you poured fucking shit all over him. <laughs> so uh, were all of my friends. <laughs> my friends were ruined. <laughs> Every last yeah. one. By bears. By bears. <laughs> Oh, and there was also this girl that was playing trumpet in the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, she looked like someone. <laughs> oh, she man, like who is that? Like, uh, yeah. I wonder if she grew up and became someone. It was just, I had forgotten what a fun nice touch that is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that girl. Me and Mike were like, like taking every last ounce of her. <laughs> she's playing like a fucking New Orleans jazz. <laughs> like it was just like, like and like hair was blowing it's back. Half the size of her. It's yeah. amazing. Okay, so oh, okay, so first of all, the boy who is like at the camp. Yeah. That's Michael Lohan, who is the sibling. <gasps> oh, oh they're just like the Dino Lohan was like, you gotta cram my son Stage in here too. Um and the black girl at camp who we were discussing about before we started recording. There's one black person in this movie. A single sole black person. Right, that has to be at least it, it, yeah. Yeah, and she is at the camp and it's Kat Graham from the Vampire Diaries. Oh what? Yeah. Do we know who the uh, who the trumpet? I'm looking girl for the was? trumpet playing girl now. She might be too niche or bit part. No, no. I am. You can always trust IMDb. Also, in the poker game, uh, <laughs> uh, what was it? It was um, fuck. What did they get? They had some sort of hand that was statistically un- unlikely. Oh, what's that? Mm-hmm. Huh? It was a uh, royal flush, and I think oh, straight. I Okay. In diamonds. Yeah. Sorry, I know a lot of lines from the parents. Okay, wait, I'm sorry. The the trumpet bugler person, she is a producer on Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. I am so jealous. That's wow. like my dream job. <laughs> She's been doing our dream job since she was like seven. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my gosh. Wow. She's been a handler. Oh my god. Oh my, my word. Should we take a break to cool off? Yeah, I think, whew, I need to come down from that. <laughs> the girls have left the camp, they've switched lives, and we're, things are about to get even more Adult. complicated. Um, do you have any questions or comments about this episode? You can email Kendra and Matt. That's me, Kendra, and my co-host, Matt. Matt! <laughs> um, you can email us at kidstablepod at gmail.com, or you can send us a tweet at kidstablepod on Twitter. That's at kidstablespod. Whoa! Oh my god. And it's also without an apostrophe, correct? No apostrophe on Twitter. You can't use characters on Twitter. Yes. So it's at Kids Table Pod on Twitter. Um, we'd love to hear from you. This is a, The Parent Trap is a beloved movie of the 90s. I, I mean, I take your word for it. Okay. Well, um, we'd love to hear from you about your opinions. Uh, do you agree or disagree with us? Do you have corrections for us? Uh, corrections are a big thing on this podcast. We don't do research. Yeah, let us know. I know there's a lot of, like, fact-checkers out there in the internet, and uh, a lot of haters and people who, uh, you know, get, get get kind of, like, into a froth about about misinformation, so... Yeah, send, mean, send us your froth. Yeah, whatever, you know, like, you know, like a latte has, like, a sort of milky foam, just scrape the, like, bit of that froth off and, and, and sort of smear it onto uh, whatever medium of communication you'd like to, coherently, if necessary. 
and, uh, and, and, and just let us know what we got wrong, or how much you hate us, or how much you like us. It doesn't really matter. I mean, we've, we've got calluses on our brains that uh, uh, would, would make anyone not born of the internet age uh, cower in fear, because the world is shit, and we're all just trying to get through a cold and uncaring world, and uh, uh, it's only going to get worse. Okay, if you would like to respond to anything that Matt just said, you can email us at kidstablepod at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at kidstablepod. Please don't forget to rate us on iTunes and subscribe to us via whatever podcasting medium you use to download your podcasts. Thanks, guys, and we'll be back to the parent trap in a second. Okay, bye. Welcome back, guys. Hi. Hello. Hey. Uh, we had a little break, poured some more champagne. Uh, Matt's drinking champagne out of a mason jar. <laughs> I was told by my friend who got me the champagne that it's kind of expensive, so... Um, so look at us. Yeah. So we're starting to meet the standards in which the uh, characters in the film live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As we, join, as we join our two Lindsay Lohans and respectively, like, Kensington Gardens, I, like... I think Matt's kitchen needs better window treatments before we're totally there. Oh, I need to I need to live a new life and make <laughs> totally different choices and stuff. Yeah, after having seen Nancy Meyer's kitchen, I'm sorry, but your kitchen is shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, every Nancy's Nancy Meyer's kitchen I'll is I'll take that as a compliment. There would not be two ply toilet paper on top of the fridge in the Nancy Meyer's. No. Nancy no. Meyer's aesthetic sense and, 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 and the, the locations that they get and the homes they get to film in are ludicrous. Really? It's true. You know, she probably, I mean, well, I shouldn't say she would. She's still with. She's still with us, right? Yes. Okay. She's yeah. So in this era of like Airbnb, God can only mm. imagine the homes mm. that one could sure. film in to imitate a Nancy Myers aesthetic. Oh, it's true. Hey, young scrappy filmmakers, you want to sort of slightly mimic multi-million-dollar <laughs> romantic comedy budgets? Airbnb. <laughs> So, okay, they set their plan in action, which is super unclear. It's like they switch lives. Yeah. So that they can sort of observe the parent that they never had in their life. Not observe. I think they want to make, like, bonds with them. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Like, forge connections. And then the plan is to, like, reveal themselves mm-hmm. as the opposites of each other. <laughs> and then go, like, ergo, you should um, get back together with mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Makes perfectly logical sense to me. I mean, I, if you're 11, it's probably, you know, you're, you're, you're a child. It's probably I am sensible. impressed at that uh, montage of them, like, teaching each other about, like, this is Martin, he's our butler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, she has, like, there's that scene where there's, where Hallie's holding the map, and she's like, here's the, um, you know, here's the entrance, yeah. here's the dining room. We never eat in there except for Christmas and Thanksgiving, and, of course, October 11th. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's blueprints, there's yeah. school. It's like, yeah, it's very, and the, the, the whole montage with the handshake is really neat. And like, yes. yeah, I really love that they have that whole extended sequence. I think it's a really nice, yeah. it's, it's nice, great. Uh, it feels like a heist movie for kids or something. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's very cool. And that, that first moment when Martin comes out to do the handshake with Anne. Yeah, there's like Allie. the 10th second yeah. of like strange. Will she remember? Yeah. Will she not remember? Yeah. It was edited very well. I felt tense, and then they did it, and I was like, whew. 
Yeah. And then do you believe in magic starts and yes. everything's going to be okay? <laughs> you really know this whole soundtrack. I'm so <laughs> impressed. I mean, you told me I could pick the movies. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I should, yeah, we mentioned we, when we asked Ashley to be on the podcast, um, she said either The Sandlot or The Parent Trap. Uh, yeah, or Cool Runnings was my other choice. Okay. Um, yeah, the Sandlot I was traumatized by. This one I love. Yeah. <laughs> traumatized by the Sandlot. Truly yes. traumatized. That's uh, in, a, in, a next, in, a, in a coming episode. Okay. <laughs> in a future episode. Uh, I, I think, again, like, we had sort of been, we've been talking around that, this, that, but, like, um, Nancy Meyers' aesthetic mm-hmm. kind of puts me in, the, in this place of extreme creature comfort, which I mm. can't untangle from a sort of completely, like, upper-class, like, whitewashed kind of... You know, like, she creates this world that's, like, w- devoid of uh, any sort of color or, 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 or like, mm-hmm. complication beyond, yeah. you know, true love not being met. No one ever right. has to worry about money in this movie, and it's, like, you think about any other situation, it's, like, oh, we're going to create a scenario where two people have to fly internationally to switch their, their children back. Yes. Yeah. Like, m- most of us in the world, <laughs> that would create a great disturbance. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's just, like, no, it's going to be really funny. Yeah, <laughs> funny and fun. Yeah. Like, you know. And, like, maybe romantic. Maybe it'll be cute. The yeah. only time that this movie could have realistically taken place for me, personally, in a financial sense, would be literally the three days after Brexit. Financially, I think that's the only time I could have managed the three international flights they take in this movie. Yeah, not even from New York. And I'm talking actually about New York to England. Mm -hmm. I'm not not sure I can afford that. Yeah, Napa Napa, Napa even. Yeah, I don't. That's not a hub. Yeah, I mean, this is like skipping forward a ways. But you know that part in the end where they're like, "Oh, we took the Concorde. You know, you can get here in half the time." Doubtful. <laughs> so okay, the Concord. I know from New York to London. I won't. Don't quote me on this. I want to say that was four and a half hours. Wow. The Concord. I don't know, man. I remember because my dad worked for Barclays, like back oh. when the Concord was a thing, and I feel like it, I know it was fast. But I, huh. it doesn't exist anymore yeah. for a reason. We but don't, I don't have know any of the cool is. like maglev or like bullet mm. trains that like places in Europe have where they right. go 400 miles per hour. Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, we, Richard Branson has really just, I feel like, abandoned us all. Truly. Yeah, Richard Branson. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a moment here where I like kind of want your opinion on what exactly the fuck is happening in this movie. There's like the one moment that just really rings false to me is... Hallie, as Hallie pretending to be Annie, is in the car. She's about to get out of the car and meet her mom for the first time. And she, like, looks very prayerful for a second and says, like, please, God, or, like, God, I hope she likes me. And it's kind of like, I I just don't understand that. Like, what, under what circumstance would this person not like you if you're... Thing. If they think that they're your kid, <laughs> I think right. you're their kid. Well, right? I mean, she's, she's afraid thinking, of fucking up. She's she's <clears throat> she's thinking, what if my actual innate personality is so strong that like it comes out of my fake version of her daughter to the point where right? She's but it's like, like well, I hope my mom's not a bad enough mom that if I behave poorly, she decides she doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that just I, doesn't seem. I don't know. It doesn't add up to me. Yeah, I don't know. 
she's 11. She has strange fears. And I mean, also, well, no, but also, my I mean, mom won't like me anymore. This child is flying to a country that she's presumably never been in. And yeah. Which is like a non, again, a non existent England of just like, you know, handsome cabs and double decker buses and mm-hmm. brawlies and fucking like. Yeah. yeah. And they're in, I think they. They go to Notting Hill and Harrods. Like, I think yeah. those are the two areas. Like, like, oh, look, it's Harrods. Oh, look, Trafalgar Square. <laughs> She's, like, in one of the, like, red phones. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a family father. <laughs> And then, like, she's in, like, a beautiful flat with, like, many stories and a butler, and yeah. she's touching jewels, and here, here comes the sun is playing. Mm-hmm. And then... That's on, England, Matt. And then, so that's, that's jolly old England. Like. And then on the other side, we have the otherworldly beauty of Napa Valley, where Dennis Quaid uh, has, like, eight billion acres of land. <laughs> and, like, rides horses around his grounds, and, like... Just like grows wine and, and has a grows great, wine. Why well, he grows great wine? He grows grapes and he makes wine. Okay. <sighs> yeah. And then, yeah. So so obviously because like why would you show hardship or or any mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. totally? This isn't John Hughes. He probably employs migrant workers. Yeah, although no. the grounds are very... There's nothing there. Me and Mike were joking that, like, he's so great that he, like, per, like personally goes out and just, like, picks every grape and just, like, slowly piles them in a basket and, like, just stomps on the grapes in a bucket and stuff. With his own two feet. Yeah, just, just cherishes every grape with two hands. Yeah. Amazing. Or he makes the nanny do it. Well, the okay. nanny does not do anything but weirdly intrude on... Supposedly, <laughs> Allie's life. Yes, yeah. I feel like okay, I feel like we should devote a few minutes here to talking about Chessie. I feel like Chessie is like the MVP character. So what I thought her. Okay, Chessie. That's like a weirdly British name, isn't it? Which is funny because like she's the American. Yeah, yeah. Like, Chessie. I thought her name was Jessie. I did too. The entire movie. Oh yeah. Until the credits. Uh, why would you name a character Chessie? You, you can't know, like, understand. There's it. no reason to name a character that, which is it, it was a dumb move. But yeah. she's so a rich. great character. <laughs> she is. Great. She's delightful. Yeah. Like she's I like her. the most consistently funny character in the whole movie. Why? Why have I never seen her in anything else? I've never seen that actress anywhere. Else. I, she looked like familiar to me, but like in a way where it was maybe like, oh, she's just in '90s movies. This is Lisa Ann Walter, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the actress, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in Bruce Almighty. Oh, well, that's not why. Yeah, I remember that. She was Jennifer Innocent's friend. Yeah. Oh. And she was in War of the Worlds as a bartender, the Spielberg. I, oh. I definitely saw that, but I don't Cruise. remember her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think she's had a fairly like steady career. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these bit actors that we've seen in like the early '90s, like that they, they, they work steadily. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. But obviously, the quality varies. Yeah. yeah. You could actually see the same of um, the woman who plays Meredith Blake. She's just been in a bunch of like TV roles and kind of like recurring bit things. Actually, yeah. didn't um, even, oh, that's Elaine Hendricks. Elaine Hendricks. She has yeah. the thankless task of being the like bitchy seductress of Dennis Quaid, who obviously like the Lindsay Lohans need to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. she's the um, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. gonna be possibly the stepmom, uh, and we meet her pretty immediately when mm-hmm. they end up in Napa. Yeah, yeah. When and, and they, they waste no time. Like she, she's not a like in, like she's not like a complicated character where it's like mm-hmm. maybe she's all right. She's just like like no, she's evil. She wants to get rid yeah. of the meddling kids. She, she's the only poorly drawn adult, I think. Um, she has to be a car. She's a Disney. She's villain. cartoon. Yeah, 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 for sure. And like the thing is that I think is so funny is like it just really escalates quickly between her and and uh, Annie pretending to be Hallie. 
Yeah. Um, like, there's there are several minutes where it's just kind of like, oh, she's very annoyed by this little girl, and then suddenly it's like, oh, it's fucking on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like she says one thing to her that just really sends her over the top. And she's like, okay, level with me. Like boarding school. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. The boarding yeah, school. Yeah, it's line. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like making out Dennis Quaid, who is probably twice her age according to her nominal age in the film which is 27 which 26. is, is 26, 26 yeah. which she yeah. is definitely not if you want to read Mike's quote that would be fine oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Scramble. I no, love no, no, what no. Mike said about this uh, yeah yeah hold on sorry well you guys say something funny for a second um, <laughs> oh I mean I I can't blame her for making out with Dennis for wanting to make out with Dennis Quaid I just turned 29 and I would make out with Dennis Quaid yeah. in this movie I thought about this movie a lot when I was 26. I'm 27 now. <laughs> and when I was 26, I, like, frequently... The things I would think about were her saying uh, very smugly, I'm 26, to Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And a uh, different movie. Do you remember in Jerry Maguire <laughs> where, where <laughs> Renee Zellweger says, like, I'm the oldest 26-year-old in the world? <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought those are, like, the two things that I was, like... What are the dual measuring sticks here? Can I say that? Like, where should I be at twenty six? The saddest thing to me is that because we're doing a podcast about nineties kids movies, is that we are never going to encounter my favorite actor, Tom Cruise. <gasps> oh, it's yeah. really depressing to me. But that's he fine. didn't do any kids movies. <laughs> Tom Cruise in a kids movie? I would love to see. It. Personally, no. I think it would be fantastic. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> So, huh. Alas. So, so, so Mike, who is 26, <laughs> said, if she's 26, I'm fucking 75 years old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's not, like, crazily older than that. But, no. And, but, like, and also, you're right, like, the escalation has to be cartoonish because, like, the, the dispatching of this character at the very end is mm-hmm. really rushed, and there's no room for nuance if they're yeah. gonna, like, just dispose of her at the end because she's like basically like trying a little bit to be nice and then Lindsay Lohan like pulls one too many like sarcastic remarks and she's like I'm gonna okay. send you to fucking kid jail I'm gonna lick your dad's cock for eternity and siphon all of his money until he's a dead old man you stupid little girl and you're like oh like okay that was well, a very then, good Meredith play well then I guess uh, we, she's bad we should get rid of her she's got to go we'll only feel she good could. about that yeah. yeah how do we feel about that moment where Lindsay Lohan at 11 years old talks about sex yeah. I feel weird about it. I feel it weird though? as hell about what is, it. Like, what is the quote? She's like, like, marriage should be based on something other than just sex, right? Yeah, why is she like, so worldly? No, I mean, that's... What does she say? She's like, well, uh, you're young and beautiful and sexy, and hey, the guy's only human, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. but okay, I personally... I mean, my dad, Dennis Quaid, has animal <laughs> urges. Like, it's not like I don't and want I him get to get that. off, but like, I want there to be a, a more of a connection there. <laughs> Okay, I know that 1998 is before the internet, but, like, at 11, I was writing, like, very explicit, like, explicit for an 11-year-old, like, Harry Potter fanfiction. Wow. Yeah, because okay. I, like, and that's how I explored my sexuality. So, like, I don't sure. think it's, like, weird that But would you have talked to a grown-up about it who was dating your dad? Well, okay. <laughs> not in the black household, but... <laughs> not in my household, either. I don't, I don't know what goes around, goes on yeah. in these, like, rich Nancy Myers, undisciplined homes. Well, none Every of us Nancy can Myers. speak to that. Yeah. Yeah. 
every Nancy Myers household is just a real yeah. hotbed of sin. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I just don't think they are ever disciplined. Like these children seem very that's true. In my that's true. well, they just ride horses through vineyards in in, in thousand acre grounds. Like they don't have and, like a, curl in bed yeah. with their mom while their mom is speaking on the phone in, in French and sketching. Yeah, yeah. like I, dresses. I never oh, would have dared interrupt my parent while they were on the phone. Right? I know. Like, I know. Oh God. I do think it's like I really love that uh, that little bit of a callback that they seamlessly threw in there where it's like Annie speaks French and like uh, she gets mad at the dad and starts yelling in French and it's like why the hell does Annie speak French and then like <laughs> 10 minutes later the mom's on the phone in French like in London yeah. Yeah. they don't really it's give nice you a lot of time well sorry I, no, you were mm. saying that's like a nice cut yeah I, I mean I don't know I, I remember like I was watching this and I was like wait why the hell does Annie speak French like that's so weird and then like that scene happened and I was like oh, oh well, right. it's okay. also just because in every other educational system in the world we make children learn other learn languages learn other languages yeah 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 but uh, Natasha Richardson, a.k.a. Elizabeth James, um, is a dressmaker, like a sort of like internationally famous dressmaker. So She's a wedding dressmaker. Wedding dressmaker. Yeah. So like I would assume she was very connected to like French couture or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Just, just casually of... taught her kid to speak French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, through osmosis and mm-hmm. stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Natasha Richardson, that's like... It's nice to see her in a movie. I feel like there's only actually two Natasha Richardson movies that I've ever seen, and it's The Parent Trap and um, Made in Manhattan. She's in that? I think this is the only film of hers I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. For, like, someone who was who and was really, like, it was a big deal when she died, and, like, she mm-hmm. was very famous. I yeah. It's only The Parent Trap and Made in Manhattan. That's the J-Lo yeah. movie that's the Cinderella yeah. thing with that. the oh, yeah. Vines. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Wow. Made, get it? It's like a maid, it's like a uh, yeah. like a person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just Good joking. About it. Thanks, it was Matt. a meta joke. It was a meta joke. Uh, <laughs> th- what was I gonna say? But it's nice to see her young and in a film, even if she's looking like Emma Thompson. That mm-hmm. there was there was a kind of like 2006 or you know 17. Whoops. Uh, there was like this like um, air of sadness to the movie because of where I am now in time, mm-hmm. where it's like it was like introducing Lindsay Lohan, yeah. and it was like a young, bright-eyed Natasha Richardson, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, you just watch this movie and you're like, these these gals have bright, promising, long futures ahead of them, and one has died, and and Lindsay Lohan is you know, a, a series of like. And, you know, has recently converted to Islam. And no, I think, I think she was just visiting an Islamic center with a hijab, mm. not having actually converted to Islam. Okay. Oh, see, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm falling for Regard- I mean, but regardless, like, that does not negate the past 15 years no, of unfortunate yeah. events. Unfortunate events is probably the best way to put that. Yeah. She um, was, I mean, should we, like, take a minute? She was a good child actress, at least in this movie. She's so I think cute. she's very good in this. I think yeah. she actually is better as Annie than she is as Hallie in this. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Hallie, there's just a little bit too much, like... Uh, magnified like hamminess of like I'm a young spunky American kid yeah. you know I'm gonna have my hands on my hips and say stuff like that doesn't look like a possibility babe <laughs> and <laughs> I think when she plays Annie there's like much more of a concentrated effort to like be a character and her know? character is drawn that way too where mm-hmm. it's like when they find it finally comes time to like execute their stupid plan to reveal themselves yeah 
Annie's much more sympathetic. Yeah, Annie's yeah. the one that really wants to get it going and, and is afraid of this, like, succubus lady. Yeah, yes. yeah. And then, uh, and then Hallie's, Hallie's just having a grand old time yeah, in London. Hallie was wearing weird, like, Hillary Clinton pants. And <laughs> yeah. <kind of> like, <laughs> Wait, yes, yeah. we actually should talk we about should that. that. The, yeah. the British child, whoever it is in this movie, is always dressed like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. 100% that is so true. Yeah, all the time. Um, yeah, the Annie wardrobe. The Annie wardrobe is just all mini Hillary. Um, <laughs> I, I, like, yeah, to me, it just feels like this whole movie is like, Hallie is uh, just a, like, a cartoon that, like, spits out all these, like, grown up jokes. Whereas, like, Annie is an actual, like, interesting, small, like, human child. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just there's like a real incongruence there between the two of those. Yeah, my boy, my boyfriend like recently made me watch Made in Manhattan. Uh, Not Made in Manhattan. Oh my god, made me watch (laughs) Mean Girls for the first time, which I I had never seen it. The first time. Yeah, and this movie I would say I think holds up better than Mean Girls. I believe that. Yeah, like I she's Lindsay like seems like a much more well-rounded actress in this movie. And it might be because this movie isn't filled with, like, pop culture references Mm -hmm. and, like, things of the moment uh, that feel stale ten years later. Um, This movie actually felt remarkably... I don't want to say fresh, but it didn't feel dated. Right. It's like freeze-dried ice cream or something. Yeah. They're like... Never really goes bad, but it was never really that good. Right. It wasn't great, but yeah. 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 Well, I think they, they accomplished that by, like, leaving pop culture out of it. I yes, I, I think although, that's true. Although Meredith is driving up her like to parents to just parents. don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's why really is she That's like an old song even then. Even but then, I, yeah. I think but the, here's the thing, Will Smith has like rendered himself timeless. Like I don't think that's true. he will ever mm-hmm. seem dated. Well, I think a twenty six year old now level fifty five or whatever in the Scientology church. A twenty six year old home record now would drive up in a convertible listening to parents. Oh, totally. right. yeah. <laughs> it, it might be so. coolly ironic, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, I do think though that this like really holds up well as like a a, a family movie. I, I really never expected to be talking about family movies in such a like glowing kind of way, but um, I do think the adult storyline like resonates in a way that I didn't really recognize um, when I was a kid. Like this, the dialogue among the adults, like when when they finally meet, I think it uh, is remarkably human and interesting and warm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it feels like it's uh, from something that's not a kids movie. Yeah, a lot of it. I think it's. I love the last, the last uh, like exchange about what does he say to her? Um, she's like, "What do you expect me to just fall into your arms and then say like, okay, we'll figure it out of like how yeah. to raise our kids across two countries, and then we'll grow old together and I'll cry hysterically." And he says like, "What does he say to her? You don't have to cry hysterically." And she says, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> I think that's like. I think that's like a just great rom com ending line. Like I think it's, you know, I yeah. think it's just well done. Yeah, I like. But this is my, the, 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 the movie is long. <laughs> this is your main beef. It, it, yeah, it needs it. to be because, again, like, I, like, I feel like I can see the paint job and the strings holding <laughs> this thing together as a script. Like, I, I, I'm seeing the, like, gears working. Yeah, like, but I think that's, you're going to see that in any romantic comedy. Like, in and in a children's movie, and this is, like, a weird mashup of both. Yeah, <laughs> because sometimes a romantic comedy is, like, a Swiss watch. And it just like runs, and you is you, it though? You know, 
what time it's gonna be because it's time. <laughs> but like, but like it's kind seamless. of like in a Bond movie, like fifteen thirty and forty five minutes in, there are big explosions. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. And you're like, that's craftsmanship. Yes, it's not like a Shaggy Dog story where it's like yeah. padded and like they realize that they needed to do shit and like certain yeah. we like scenes hold weird amounts of like informational freight and then others are like fluffy like I didn't get that from this though I and also this movie has a blueprint to work with like it has the original mm-hmm. Yes, I am working without any knowledge of the original. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't find that any of these scenes... Like, I'm not in love with this movie, but I also didn't find that any of the scenes were, like, filler or unnecessary. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, no, they're not unnecessary. There was just... The, the premise necessitated a long-ass film because it was overly complicated is actually my critique. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, we, was, we established at the beginning of this episode that, like... The premise itself is troubling. Sorry. Yes. I'm sorry, I don't mean to I think, it, I no, think no, no. it's only possible, like, this story is only possible because no one can keep a secret for more than, like, three days. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, no one in this movie is, like, good at keeping secrets, and everyone, like, well, they're, like, three days in, they're like, well, I gotta tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> so. My, my one other, like, um, sort of, like, 90s trope that I think will keep recurring is that of, um... Divorce, like, oh, yeah, divorce is. I feel like divorce was like the issue du jour starting in like the early mm-hmm. 90s, yeah. and like it was something that was then dealt with a lot cinematically, like over the course of a lot of kids' movies. Because it's it like, was all I feel like it yeah. was all kids' movies because yeah. it's like, what is this affecting, like, more so than anyone else? Like, I, mm-hmm. our children, like, we need to like target the audience and what they're dealing with. So, like, there is a little, like, like Lindsay Lohan, one of them, I think the American one, says, <laughs> uh, uh, what does he say? It's scary the way nobody stays together anymore. Like, she says yes. that about her family as they're sort of revealing that they're related to each other. Mm-hmm. And this was probably shooting during the impeachment? Well, I don't know when oh. someone was impeached. Like, 97, 98? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Wow. So this was like probably shooting during that point when we were all at like the heightened state of like, oh my god, adultery. Oh my god, affairs. Cheating, right. Yeah. 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 So that line probably had deeper meaning like at that point than yes. it maybe does yeah. now. And that to me is like another example of just like Hallie being like a vehicle for all these like weird adult commentary moments mm-hmm. or like these weird adult jokes that she definitely would not as a child get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, can I ask you guys a really dark question? Please. Oh, please, yeah. Okay, so after at the end, the parents get back together. Mm-hmm. They have a second wedding. Do we think they get divorced again? Oh. <laughs> what is what are we left with? What is like the last? What is like the last thing? What are we? Le- I forgot. The butler and Jesse get together. Chessie. Chessie. Sorry, Chessie. Oh, Chessie. Yeah. Chessie. Chessie and Martin. Yeah, Chessie. They get engaged at, you can, like, there's that last montage where it's, like, the photos from the wedding between the two parents. That's basically what we're left with. Um, and the kids, like, obviously don't again. want to be broken apart, but they haven't decided. They never tell us. The yeah, kids rent a boat for them. Out. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah. What I, but what I'm saying is they oh. have not decided that, whether, oh. like, where they're going to live how schooling is going to work. Right. What mm-hmm. that whole situation but is But what does going that matter in the face of love? Of, yeah, well, I, you know, what, yeah. it, it matters a lot. She's a very successful wedding business. 
Well, that's the thing is, like, they both have yeah. these, like, very uh, successful and, like, location-specific careers, and they were both fine. Yeah. Like, it's all about these, like, little girls being like, but I want to have a sister. Right. <laughs> like, that they finally, like, have to, like, upset this whole great equilibrium that these parents have built separately and independently. I feel like they're going like, to just move to New York. Like, that's the middle yeah. ground, and they'll, yeah. like, fly. The kids are gonna, you know what? The, the little girls are both going to end up at boarding school in New York, and the parents will each, like, fly in to see them. Actually, that probably, you know what? They could just all go to Exeter, and then the parents can live where they need to live, yeah. and then they can just fly into Massachusetts, like, yeah. for parents' weekend. <laughs> exactly. I went to I went to boarding school with a lot of kids who I think pa- those were their parents' their... arrangements. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these parents have the means to live that life. Yeah, exactly. there's no question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so back to my original question, though. Do we think that after they get back together, does it work out this time? I don't. Th- I don't think so. I don't either. Because it happened very. It happened too quickly. Yeah, and aren't they saying that like the whole problem with like their first marriage was that like they kind of acted rashly? Like it yeah. started so fast and it ended so fast and blah blah blah. And then it like at... it gets back together so fast. Right. Like didn't they learn anything? There was even hints at violence a little bit. Well, like, he. I mean, he threw a hair dryer. She threw a hair dryer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but they were like trashy mad at each other. Like they were like throwing plates and like. I've thrown worse at a man. All right. Okay. <laughs> if that's the standard we're going I mean, by, I'm down. Yeah. I don't know. I, also, like, she's drunk when she... Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, there's, like, alcohol I involved. love that scene. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen me like this? Don't answer that. Yeah. yeah, so she's she's definitely, like, that's how she copes with stress. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, like, they met, they fucked, they <laughs> immediately bailed and split their kids. And she was an angry partner and yeah. like left really rashly and expected him to follow her. Right. So she's kind of the volatile one it seems. I mean, she's, she's volatile, the... but he's like a dope. Like he Yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. which is of... not a great combo. Yeah. No. I mean better yeah. a dope than a violent volatile true. Like, yeah, partner. Yeah, true. Very true. Yeah. But like I mean still not ideal. <laughs> yeah. Just given like the lo- the location burdens that they've put laced upon their own lives and the rashness of their yeah. decisions. Like I'm not sure this lasts. I think they were yeah, pressured so. into it by their guilt, guilted into it by their kids, and yeah, I yeah. think that I think they I think they think they get divorced again. I think I don't, well, they never got married, did they? <laughs> they get married in yeah the end. at the end and during the montage. Fuck God, I fucking think, damn! I didn't know that they got married. Yeah. I thought they were just no. no I think what ends up happening is like they do like my parents didn't like push through until like they graduate from college and then immediately get divorced. <laughs> okay, yeah. now we're done. I need a stable two parent household and, and she's out and scene. <laughs> Break. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's actually quite a few families I know that are that have followed that model. You know yeah. what? The FAFSA like really fucks you up. <laughs> wow. I yeah. I mean I believe it. Wow. Yeah. Um, that got too real. I'm sorry, guys. No, no, that's, <laughs> well, that's clearly what, what definitely happens. Yeah. The two parents <laughs> in the parent trap. The FAFSA really just fucks it. <laughs> um, After some great boning, I bet you, though. Oh, I'm sure they had amazing sex. He showed her all of his wine. All the yeah. wine. Oh, and I'm sure like, she was thinking about Harrison, Cru- uh, Harrison Ford the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. You have to say Robinson Crusoe? <laughs> I was about to say Harrison Cruz because Harrison Ford and Tom Cruise are like oh. my two major 90s celebrity crushes. Wow. Yes, he Sorry, had that guys. rakish, almost creepy smile, but it was yes. like really handsome. Which one are you talking about? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Quite, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That applies to both for sure. It does. Yeah. That's. Do you have? Did Mike have any final thoughts that you wanted to share? Uh. 
Let me see here. Matt has like this paper that is just covered both sides. Yeah, what is the most important insight from Mike on the parent trap? Oh, wait, hold on, sorry, before we put that, can we just sort of rapidly close out the evil Meredith, the evil stepmom? Oh, shit. Yeah. There's a camping sequence. She can't, uh, we can fucking blow through this. She can't camp. She <laughs> can't camp. <laughs> Which I can't be mad at her for because I also cannot camp. <laughs> But she can't deal with it. She's 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 too girl. she's too pampered. She's from San Francisco. We all know what that means, I guess, quote unquote. Uh, and uh, uh, she can't hack it, and and that's it, man. She's out. She's out. Yeah, she throws a ring at his She head. has a lizard in her mouth in a really just unprobable yeah, way. Really, like that and the ear piercing scene are both just kind of like jarringly like, whoa, this is a movie for little girls. <laughs> I mean, when they so at one point they drag her mattress from her tent out into the lake and it's an air mattress, so it it floats like whatever. That's like a legitimately cruel and dangerous thing but to do. Yeah, to someone. yeah it's like this meatballs. Is, this is like the like second a... movie we've watched. Blank check being the first. Where like a prank that a child pulls on a, an adult, like really could have killed the adult. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she could have drowned. I do love the image of Dennis Quaid unzipping the tent and looking out and seeing Meredith on a floating air mattress and just saying, "Oh man." <laughs> yeah. I do like that. I thought yeah. that was so nice. Uh, obviously, that's an obligatory scene to like finally somehow prove to close Dennis Quaid out. that yeah. like she's not. Fit to be a mother because she starts saying some shit. I mean, he gives up on her real fast. Not that I blame him, because those are his biological children, and no. he should stick with them mm-hmm, first. But mm-hmm. he is out. But he is a he is a dunderhead man. He doesn't. He like yeah. I, I, he just feels like a simpleton. Anyway, the only thing that Mike said about the ending was that um, was that this whole movie seems like a two hour lead up to a porno. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I feel like you could say that about many movies. Who were the characters, and did he elaborate? Oh, the the Dennis Quaid and yeah. Oh, okay. Richardson, the bomb and dad. Well, it ends in a wedding, so well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like a marriage porno. Um, <laughs> yeah. wow. Okay, so I'm gonna take a. We're not. I'm we. There's three of us here. We're gonna take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we will rate this movie and uh, finish finish up. Yeah, finish up and say goodbye. Be right back, guys. Matt's taking the helm. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna end, obviously, like we always do, <laughs> with uh, uh, how we would rate it from one to five as children, and how we'd rate it from rate it from one to five as adults. You guys have both seen it as children, mm-hmm. and it sort of loomed large in your lives. So, I mean, I, you know, obviously it's gonna be positive, but then with your critical, <laughs> jaded adult eyes, out of one to five, what would you give this film? Ashley, we'll start with you. Oh, boy. Um, I think as a kid, I would have probably given this like a 4.5. Um, Ooh, not I, even a perfect score? Uh, I'd like to think I was a little more discerning <laughs> and not uh, not just wholesale sellout for this Lindsay Lohan movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I would have given it a 4.5. Um, I Yeah, it was one of my favorite movies growing up. And, you know, even as an adult, I think I'd still give it a 4. Um, okay. I, you know, I was surprised at how much of it held up for me, and um, 
yeah, the different parts of it resonated, and an equal number of parts resonated with me this time around. Can I ask a follow-up question on Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Um, is there a movie that would immediately come to mind for you as, for as a child, since it's your first time on the podcast, hmm? that you would give a five as a child? Oh, a five as a child. Um, actually, you know, this was maybe my favorite movie as a kid, and so like, if it was anything, it might have been this one. Okay. Um, Okay. Yeah, so maybe like maybe it was even at like a four point seven five. As a kid, probably. That's okay. Fair. Into the hundredths. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you know what? I would have given a five to the sound of music as a kid. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, nice. nice. My neighbor Totoro. Oh, oh that was nice. Five. Oh wow. Are we is that a nineties movie? No, that's even er. That might be late eighties. Late eighties. Okay, so we're not gonna get there unfortunately from that. <laughs> Cat bus. The cat bus. <laughs> and as a, okay, so, and as an adult, you said four. Uh, as an adult, yeah, four. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do adult first, only because I feel like this movie held up surprisingly well for me. And like I said before, I think that's because of the lack of pop culture references in it. Mm-hmm. It's sort Ever, of it's evergreen. Yeah, it, it, no, it really is though. It's evergreen, and even with the soundtrack, I feel like it's very evergreen because mm-hmm. it just uses songs that are really typical in in movies in general. Like, it doesn't try to use songs of the time. It just uses Nat King Cole, a little bit of Motown, some Natalie Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, just all, like, really timeless pieces. It hopped on the Natalie Cole Everlasting Love before it became the oh e- theme song, which was a crucial move, I feel. <laughs> yes, yes. R.I.P. Natalie. Like, Truly. Oh, my God. Last year was crazy. Um, but, yeah, so, like, as an adult, I feel like I can... I'm not obsessed with this movie, I, this is no Prince of Egypt. <laughs> like the highest benchmark yet. I, yeah, I actually think that Prince of Egypt is my benchmark for quality cinema at this point. Um, quality cinema of the 90s. Children's cinema of the 90s. Okay. Um, so I'm confident in giving this movie a 3.5. And I'm knocking a few points off just because when it comes... To, it, it, as Matt has said throughout. There are a few different movies wrapped up in this one, and I think that the children's... There's a very clear line that's drawn between the children's story in the beginning and the adult story at the end. And that's fine. It's all done very well, but because of that line, there are some parts that aren't quite coherent. Um, Or cohesive, I should say. Don't go together very well. As a child, I definitely saw this in theaters. Um... I won't say that it was a favorite of mine as a kid. This was no Space Jam. Um, I loved Space Jam as a child. Um, Yeah, and I can't apologize for it. So as a kid, I would say that this was probably a solid three. I was ten at that age. And um, I was the ten-year-old. Oh, my God. When I was ten, I... My mom took me to see You've Got Mail in theater for my birthday. Mm. Oh, that was a five when I was a kid. Yeah, that, and that was still a, a five. That was a five for the movie me. Rules, yeah. It yeah, really, and so rules. I, I think I was actually just ready for more adult themes at mm-hmm. this age. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kendra at home bragged a little bit about being mature and wanting more adult situations in her films. Adult situations. <laughs> you just wanted my my neighbor Totoro. Oh, I just wanted that sweet, sweet Totoro action. <laughs> I wanted that Miyazaki magic. Uh, Don't we all? No, I I didn't really see this movie as a kid. 
Um, so if I was going to have to judge what I thought about it as a child, I'd probably give it um, a three. Uh, because it elicited an immense sense of comfort, but mostly because everyone's lives were so cushy and their problems were so elevated to the like theoretical realm of true love that I wouldn't help but like you know drink some hot chocolate and like fall asleep to this movie as a <laughs> child and feel like weirdly safe. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like an alt right fantasy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And there you have it. The Parent Trap from 1988 alt-right fantasy. I'm quoting that on Twitter right now. (laughs) It's like, this is what people think when they go, like, we need to bring things back to the basics. I I don't think they're thinking of, like, 1950s, like, we're lying to ourselves as a nuclear threat looms. I think they're thinking of, like, Nancy Meyer. Mm -hmm. Uh... And anyway, Just gotta get some great kitchens. Make American kitchens yeah. great again. <laughs> There's some great tile work. My kitchen is a uh, is a farm or something. I mean, <laughs> contracting is like a job that you do with your hands. That's the kind of jobs that they, the Republican Party wants us to get back to. It's yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. And you know, it. And then, <laughs> so you have to contract your kitchen. <sighs> yes, but you as the, okay um, as an adult. This movie um, started off very charming. I wished it was just kind of like a camp prank movie, which is only <laughs> 30 minutes or so. Uh, like so, a heavyweights with girls? Yes, absolutely. That actually would have been great. And girls I would watch need that. their own heavyweights. And that was a Judd Apatow joint, and that was really good. Were there no girls in heavyweights? No. It oh, was I like mean, a boys' fat yeah. camp. Oh, I never Yeah, that. actually, the, the, the alternate universe where there's a parent trap that's just a camp prank movie... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm into it. I really like that idea a lot. It's great. It, it's the better idea of something to revamp as opposed to 37 years later coming back to a 60s film, which I haven't seen, which I understand is like a huge gap in my knowledge. But as an adult, I'm giving this movie like uh, 2.75 to use Ashley's mm-hmm. granular scale. Um, I'm very precise. Yeah, and so am I now, too. Uh, because... You know, uh, I, I, I was engaged until the fencing scene. Fencing until? Scene was, no, 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 I mean, I was engaged up until the fencing scene. Okay. Like, that was the most um, dynamic and sort of, like, interestingly shot thing. And then it became, they kind of split the difference between an adult rom-com and a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. And it diluted both. And, uh, and then it was also very long. Uh, so Again, this movie gets the... just like a whatever, like a fucking tepid like three, two point seven five, and uh, whatever. It's it's another forgettable piece of cinema. I thought you had said earlier that you thought it was shot well, though. It was. Things looked what well. Things looked well. Uh, <laughs> things looked really good. The lighting was good. The, the you know Napa Valley looked beautiful. England looked beautiful. Like England. <laughs> they meet at a hotel that's beautiful. It's like living in Hawaii, and every day of your life is marked by beautiful weather, and you need to see, like, a cloud or, like, a dirty piece of clothing or, like, some sort of soil. (laughs) You need something else to, like, know that you're in beauty as opposed to sort of being steeped in it to the point where, like... You don't notice it anymore. You don't notice it anymore, and it becomes kind of boring. Okay. Okay. And that's what a Nancy Meyer film is if it, like, lasts longer than an hour and a half. You get desensitized. I get that. Oh God! That's so. That's my wow. Favorite. So we learned tonight that uh, Matt Torpy is like very uh, 
disturbed, I think, yeah. by the parent trap and everything that it implies. I just called it an alt-right fantasy. An alt-right fantasy. <laughs> I'm never going to get over that. I'm just trying to extract the most interesting viewpoint I can out of the film, and, and that rings true to me. Okay. All right. All right. Um, well, that was The Parent Trap uh, from 1998, introducing Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> we really just didn't discuss all that much, which is fine. We all know. Um, we, know. we all yeah. know. She's a train wreck, whatever. Not, I mean, I think she's pulled it together. In okay. so, it, relatively to her... Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, Parent Trap from 1998, introducing Lindsay Lohan, starring uh, Natasha Richardson and Dennis Quaid. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Um, let's give our guest a chance to promote herself. Anything you want right. to plug? Wow. Um, just GQ.com is, and it's general excellence. Um, no, you can find me on Twitter at, Ash, at sorry, at Ashley Fetters, A-S-H-L-E-Y, Fetters, F-E-T-T-E-R-S, um, where I do my best to tweet funny jokes. Okay. And Matt, will you actually talk about your projects this week? Uh, uh, I have a comic, a web comic that I put up every uh, Wednesday. Uh, or Tuesday, rather. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, Trickscomic.tumblr.com uh, to check that out. Um, and I'll emphasize again, uh, go to GQ and, and read Ashley's stuff. It's really good. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. And are you on Twitter, Matt? I'm, no. I mean, I am, but I, there's like three, and I don't do it. Okay, you can find Matt on Twitter at... at Matthew Torpy. Torpy is spelled T-O-R-P-E-Y. I literally just now followed Matt on Twitter. You should all follow Matt on Twitter. <laughs> I have no regrets. fetus is the picture. I, there's three tweets. Don't. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it's it, It's pretty man. great. Take my word for it. It's a pretty great Twitter feed. Follow Matt on Twitter. Please do. And uh, my name is Kendra James, and you can find me on Twitter at Kendra James underscore. You have to use the underscore or else you're going to get a porn star. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. That's why Twitter verified me, I'm convinced. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so it's at Kendra James underscore. And um, you can find stuff that I've written at Cosmo and L and The Toast and other places. And um, I'm currently at Shondaland uh, with projects to be announced. Um, yeah, and you can, more importantly, email us with questions, comments, critiques about this episode at kidstablepod at gmail.com. That is kidstablepod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at the same place, which is at kidstablepod. <laughs> Matt, why is that funny? I just, uh, sorry, keep going. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Kids Table Pod. Um, write to us there, email us. You can please, please, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store. That would be great. Um, but obviously, you don't have to find download us from iTunes. You can get us at all the places where podcasts are provided. And um, downloading from anywhere helps us. So once again, uh, thanks to our guests. Ashley. Thank you. Thanks for having me, you guys. This has been really fun. Awesome. And um, I want to get to the point where I'm able to announce what we're watching next week, but we're not that organized yet. Yeah, whatever, guys. It's going to be... Uh, if you just listen. And like, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. And, and just good karma or whatever, <laughs> the social media. 
uh, stuff is, and uh, we're your best friends, and if you want to keep hearing our voices, um, let us know that you do, and we'll keep talking. Bye, guys. <laughs>